Hello, everyone. This is Andrew Pond, Artistic Director of Eclectic Full Contact Theater, welcoming you to this special preview of Dilty Moss by Emma Dawson, premiering May 9th on the Half Hour Audio Hour. Dilty Moss tells the story of Eloy, a man who discovers exactly what lengths he'll go to in order to protect his best friend from a fate possibly worse than death. What follows is an interview with the cast of Dilty Moss, Duncan Drury, Jennifer Rowe, and Winter Fonander. Talking about the process, the differences between voice acting and acting for the stage, and what the weirdest traditions they've ever run into are. We hope you enjoy. So the first question uh, is, what drew you to this project? And uh, let's let's start with uh, Eloy. Eloy, sorry, Winter. What 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 uh, what made you want to do this crazy thing? I just thoroughly enjoy doing voiceovers and doing voice work, and um, yeah, it's just it's just I find it just so much fun to. Um, it, it, there's more. There's more you can do. I think I can really put more into the uh, into the audio format than you can in i think in the video one because you can really over egg it if you do um if you go fully full bore in like you know in uh in in film so i really enjoy the um the fact you just put everything into uh your voice in a, in a in the audio format that's what i like it great duncan yeah um i, I read the script i thought it was really interesting um i kind of like the sort of um yeah, cons- conspiracy sort of element to uh, to the drama, yeah, and um, an opportunity as well to to do some voice work. Uh, I'm mostly a theatre actor, so it's it's nice to expand my repertoire. <laughs> Excellent, and uh, and Jen, what about you? Oh, well, um, I really like science fiction and speculative fiction and that kind of thing, and I felt this kind of falls into um, that category it's sort of it's sort of a bit in the future but not like crazy far in the future and it's just like uh, when you start reading it and you get that sort of thing of going oh oh okay this isn't quite now now what's happening um so yeah i really really enjoy that element of it um so yeah um that really uh and uh you know doing a bit of uh uh audio work is always really fun because you can uh it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter what you look like you can be throwing yourself around <laughs> um and uh <laughs> yeah uh, it, yeah it's, it's really cool excellent excellent so it's a good thing that we didn't have the cameras on for this yep. one <laughs> oh, all yeah. right <laughs> perfect um uh is this the first audio drama that you performed in uh, if it isn't how did this experience differ from your others? So we'll we'll go backwards the other way. So Jen, is this the first audio drama you performed in? Uh, no, um, uh, I'm, I, was, I was trying to remember uh, which ones I've done, but the, the the one that comes to mind is I did I did something for um, uh, TBC Audio, which is um, a sort of drama. Um, less light than this i think um, right. and also of course uh, the uh <laughs> the infamous sophie uh who is here today um i played a gran for um for sophie for uh, her production of christmas with gran recently so um <laughs> she knew she knew she knew i had a uh, a track record of playing um elderly women <laughs> <laughs> 
Excellent. <laughs> so, so now, so let's let's talk a little bit about that. How how has this experience of doing audio drama differed from from uh, those other ones? I mean, obviously, you're you're still playing elderly women, but other than that, how 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 has this been different, if at all? Um, I I don't know about different. I mean, the thing is, I don't. I think with the last. Sophie will have to correct me if I'm wrong, but my memory says that the, um, certainly with the last um, uh, one I did, we recorded things separately. Um, we weren't all we know we were we were we were recording at the same time, but we had Zoom as Zoom going on as well. This production um, is what I'm what I'm enjoying about this is the fact that I've got to I've got to play different um, people. I've got to play like four different people, and it's really fun. Um, exploring your vocal range and trying to trying to work work that out um so uh, yeah do do you mean do you mean the process or do you mean that yeah the, the generally the- yeah, the process was basically what I was because we have gotten a lot of people uh for for this anthology that tell us that having everybody record live at the same time is sort of different for them. And so it's always it's always nice to see what people are kind of used to as far as that goes. Yeah, certainly the the first thing I did last year was um uh was we we did a we did a live rehearsal um on Zoom and then we went off and uh we 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 got recorded tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we knew roughly where we were speaking then we record they we recorded everything separately. So uh yeah, it's definitely fun to all be in the same <laughs> uh, virtual <laughs> space together doing it and reacting off each other. Yeah. Excellent. Um Duncan. Uh no, not quite. Uh actually um I worked with Sophie, uh, Sophie's the common link, it seems, um, <laughs> doing some, uh, radio plays, uh, about a year ago now, um, before the coronavirus lockdown, um, we could do it all together. And, uh, we, uh, we, we were doing a series of, of, of Sherlock Holmes, uh, radio plays, which was, uh, a oh, lot fun. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. And, um, we, uh, we recorded them live in a, theater space uh with a live audience and, and live reactions and oh, uh, wow uh yeah and uh and um uh live sound effects as well uh which was mm. which was great um but this uh was 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 as yeah this was a, a really lovely experience um to sort of feel like even though we're in some cases thousands of miles away from each other uh, we can still sort of bounce off each other and and use that those kind of that that kind of energy that you generate from uh, being in the same room. I, I I feel like in this production, being able to record it live together has uh, in the in a virtual space uh, has been great. Um, yeah, excellent. And winter, what about what about you? Is this the first? Uh... Audio drama no, you've done? Uh, no. Unfortunately, I'm going to give the same answer as uh, the last two people you spoke to. I've worked with Sophie. The first one I worked uh, on was with Sophie for Piercing Time, another uh, po- a podcast about a historical podcast, which was really fun. Um, it was a it was that was a fun one to do. I um I started off with quite a large part and then began uh, to, to slowly get demoted because my French accent was pretty horrendous, um, <laughs> and which is fair. I understand that is fine, you know. But um, I ended up 
with the do you know what you I ended up with the part that I actually wanted in the end. It was uh, I wanted to be a like a, a a Northman Viking, you know, a bit like a oh, big deep voice guy. And um, so I ended up with uh, I they gave me that part, and that was the one I held on to for dear life. I I enjoy the fact that she then apparently decided to. Uh, rectify that problem by giving you a role where all you do is talk. I'm already I'm eternally grateful and she is thoroughly <laughs> regretting her choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, so I've, I've been to a couple other things and uh, I think, um, yeah, I've been, I, yeah, it's been a lot of fun and uh, yeah, working with Sophie was great again. Um, and uh, yeah, it's funny, the, uh, the, like, soon it'll be like the six degrees of separation from Sophie, I think it'll be, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's great. No, um, yeah, so yes. <laughs> there you go. So, um, so since all of you uh, have, have said that you've done voice acting previous to this, my question is, okay, what's the most challenging thing about voice acting as opposed to being on stage? And I'll shake this up again and start with Duncan. Okay. Um, I think it's generating that energy, um, that you would normally generate through the physicality of your performance. Um, and sort of also just learning to just sort of let go a little bit because, um, you, you, you sort of feel a little bit conspicuous sat in front of your computer at home with your neighbors being able to watch you through your window, waving your arms around. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, just letting, yeah, letting go, um, in the same way, um, that you would, you would be able to naturally on stage um, is 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 the is the place that you need to get to, uh, I think, um, to yeah to 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 deliver that kind of authentic performance. All right, winter. Um, I think the cha- most challenging thing is to because uh, my. I don't know if you heard in the well, in rehearsal. I came up with some strange voice there because sometimes I find it hard to be that have the same voice every single time that you um, come to do a bit of voice work. You know, because you say, "Oh, can we just do that from the the like the next day?" Go how you did it last time, and you're you're already a day older, and your your voice is different. You've eaten a different thing, hopefully <laughs> the next day. So you, I feel that, you know, it's like, who am I today? I don't know. You know, so I, I you just, you just, do you ever find that? You just kind of, you, you're like, who, who, what is this? Who's this voice inside me? Who, uh, you know, so and anyway, so yeah, I'm still the same annoying person to my wife, but you know, inside I feel different. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you you don't have to you have to tell me I regularly have about six voices to just right. pop out in normal conversation. Um uh and and Jen, what, what what's the most challenging thing for you about voice acting? Uh well I I definitely agree with um uh uh God with Duncan. <laughs> That's it. I've just got so used to saying saying the characters' names. Um yeah, I, I definitely agree with Duncan about um yeah. getting the uh, energy straight away. And I do mm. have to uh, there was a point during the um the uh, our recording where I suddenly realized my, my hands were just in my lap and I was like, no, I need to move my hands around. I need to get just to get some kind of uh, energy into it. Um, but also I get this weird thing where um, it, it, I'm, it's, I'm just completely psychological, but uh, as, uh, as I'm waiting for, for my, my bit to come on, I'll be like, I'll just start going, 
<laughs> I'll just suddenly I'll have a, I'll, I'll psychologically create a frog in my throat. <laughs> I get through so much water um, in in a recording because I'm just like, nope, nope, it's come back again. It's not there, Jen. It's not there. So yeah, that, that's the no. thing for me. Excellent. All right. Um, I mean, obviously, other than uh, this one, uh, the half hour audio hour. What is your favorite podcast? <laughs> and uh let's let's start with uh with with jen what's your favorite what are, what is your if you're someone who listens to podcasts i i was just thinking oh no i forgot to check this one um <laughs> uh i I, the, the thing that I my go to one, um, uh, which is not the dramatic or theatrical at all, is um, is the Adam Buxton podcast uh, because I like listening to people being interviewed and quite and uh, quite often I, I like learning stuff about new people, um, and it, it's just incredibly stupid. It's it's uh, <laughs> he, he does some really funny jingles. Um, and he, yeah, he's now he, he must be a voiceover. He must be a voice actor because he has amazing, um, uh, mimicry and, uh, and, uh, different voices that he does as well. So yes, I'd say the Adam Buxton podcast for me. Wonderful. Uh, uh, winter. I really like the uh, first podcast I ever listened to was the Dana Gould hour, which is, I think is so well produced and he does lovely, uh, a couple of his sketches with his um with his, with his friend oh, i can't remember his name now but anyway it's um he, he does a sketch which is called two guys from boston it's so good i love that um so it's a dana gould hour uh so it's great i love it and uh duncan um i've actually got two answers for this i've got the answer that i would like everybody to think <laughs> and then i've got the answer that's actually the truth um <laughs> i i really do <laughs> i really do like uh, a podcast called fiction predictions uh produced by uh, mashable and um uh it's 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 got uh, the author san hasem uh and uh uh nikolai uh, nikolov um who obviously had very unfortunate naming um but no i mean he he Sam Hasem is a, is an author of of um, fiction, and um, they discuss um, the t the two of them um, how certain books and bits of fiction have actually managed to accurately predict things in society. So you know, like the the rise of Trump and uh, nineteen eighty four and and all these things. Um, and Nikolai Nikolov is uh, is a university professor at Oxford, so he always comes in with the kind of more analytical answers and that's really cool i quite like that uh but the real answer really would be the football ramble which is a soccer <laughs> daily show where it's just mindless just talking about soccer and uh i just put that on on the train and i love it yeah <laughs> that, that you know we're all complex beings with many sides to us it's perfectly all right and then and then the one that um I, I really can't wait to hear the answer to, which is what's the oddest tradition that you've ever encountered, either one that you yourself have or that you've run into? And we'll start with winter. Um, I don't know if it like it's it's not I guess it's not so odd, but uh, it's just like very pagan in Ireland. They have a something called Boreen Brack. Do you know this? And they have basically they have a, a sweet cake, which is filled with uh, got, uh, they put coins in it. 
They put oh. uh, matchsticks. They put peas. They put rags, uh, like little bits of rags, small bits. Like so, when you bite into it, you can, um, you know, you can you 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 basically either impale the roof of your mouth with a twig, or or you get some sort of um, nickel poisoning of some kind. Um, <laughs> so it's. Uh, but this is when I was a kid. They used to have all these. Like I mean, of course, they don't make them in the shop because it's obviously health and safety and uh, you know hygiene problems. Well, you have these uh, things called boring brackets, sweet cake, and if you if you uh, whichever they all stand for something. So a stick is if you get that in your slice of uh, of cake it's basically fortune teller and a loaf at the same time so if you get the stick it means you're going to have an unhappy marriage if you get the pea it means you're going to be poor um if you get the um the the rag uh, that's also poor as well as two for poor if you get the coin you're going to be rich and also there's a, if you get the ring you're going to get you're going to have a get married and have a happy marriage um, within like the year. Um, so there's lots of things they put into this. Um, now I'm not sure if this is actually a thing or is just something that my gran used to make, but I see lots of them around the place. Um, so so yeah, so that's the interesting <laughs> tradition. Tradition. So so a fortune telling and a loaf, and also um, just you know it just allows you to get lax on hygiene standards, which is nice. Always, always <laughs> lovely. <laughs> See, this was what I was hoping for. All right. Um, Duncan. Oh, okay. Um, so when I was uh, growing up, I used to uh, go, uh, I was, well, I, 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 I used to be in choirs and things and, mm-hmm. and, um, and stuff like that. That's how I kind of got into performing arts in the first place. Um, and I used to go on these kind of um, residential courses, I guess in America, you probably call it band camp or something, but um, uh, you know, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and um, it, what we'd have sort of different days. We have like a sports day. We had a different, you know, kind of um, uh, day, or, you know, mm-hmm. and um, uh, one of the days, was kind of like it kind of turned into kind of initiation day really um was pink day now initially that started off with just people wearing pink okay so guys wearing pink t-shirts um Mm -hmm. girls wearing pink whatever um and it just um the more and more times we went back the more and more we just expanded on that so i think it started where somebody had forgotten something pink to wear so one of the girls donated one of the guys a pink top Okay. And it was, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, um, and, and, but it ended that obviously ritual kind of ended with all of the boys ending up wearing female clothes for the whole day, which I'm sure some (laughs) really, really loved. And that was great. And each their own, that's all great. Um, I, I found that the kind of the material that a lot of female clothes is made out of is, is not as breathable as men's. So it is, it's, it's very clammy. Um, to be wearing for a whole day. Uh, but yeah, that was a funny old ritual. <laughs> I like the fact that it morphed. Yeah. And it, and it taught you something about fashion. It did. Yes. It did. And, <laughs> and Jen. Um, well, uh, it, the thing that's, that came to mind when I was thinking about this was um, scarecrow festivals uh, are it's something I'd never heard of until um, uh, about sort of four or five years ago. And uh, t- turns out people do them all over the world, but I didn't know about them. And uh, me and my husband just drove into uh, Pevensey, which is a, a small village um, in uh, West Sussex. I think it's West Sussex. Um, uh and there's just bodies everywhere. 
just sort of, just sort of people of um, it, you know, it's obviously a lot of fun. People are people. There's themes and stuff. People dress up, but um, Pevensey has a uh, like a ruined castle that um, that you can go and visit. And there's just I don't don't know what the don't know what the theme was, but there were lots of just like sort of headless um, an army of sort of headless uh, soldiers with shields and um and just like somebody that you can sit next to on the park bench who's not real who's a scarecrow and it, it was just it was just a bit i mean and obviously some people are not as um good at making um scarecrows as other people and you, you it's a bit like going to watch waxworks which are often you know oh. the, the joy of a waxwork is that it's rubbish um <laughs> just like how how not like somebody famous does this look so that it felt a bit it felt a bit like that which which kind of turns when you have that with scarecrows it just feels kind of a bit creepy <laughs> so uh yeah that's that's definitely um a thing that i go oh we have to find the next scarecrow festival <laughs> just going to hang out <laughs> <laughs> that's that's terrifying. Um, wonderful. Well, that is that that was everything, and we're really really uh, grateful to have such amazing people being willing to to come play with us. So, thank you all for that. Thank you. Thank Pleasure. you. That's really Pleasure. fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this special preview of Dilty Moss by Emma Dawson premiering May 9th on the Half Hour Audio Hour. Please like, follow, subscribe, or drop a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like what you heard and want to help support the Half Hour Audio Hour and Eclectic's mission to highlight the work of women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ artists, you can donate directly at redcircle.com shows slash half-hour-audio-hour. Or you can keep it casual by going to buymeacoffee.com EFCT, where you can make a one-time donation. And don't forget about Eclectic Full Contact Theater's other serialized audio drama podcasts, Bloody Bay, Clusterfuck, Deep Shadows, Monocyte, and Throwing Shade. Find them wherever you listen to podcasts, or visit us at eclectic-theater.com to find them all in one place. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.